The Meat Grinder is a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts from actual play to true crime to witchcraft, go to nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by finding an invite at nerdandtie.com Discord. Many moons ago in a distant land, the kingdom of Alamar was ruled under the firm and iron grasp of the necromancer Califrax. His tyranny spread far and wide. The wizard Galfus, in an attempt to defeat him, failed. But he prophesied that in a hundred years, on the eighth day of Balmond, a chosen one would rise and come to defeat the evil necromancer. Stripped of his power, but not his immortality, Galfus said this would be true. Galfus was full of shit. He was making the whole thing up. He 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 had nothing left other than like he wasn't aging anymore and just threw that out there to sound cool. But as the the time went on and and it got closer and closer to to the prophesized year, I he Gelfis hatched a plan, and it seemed like a good one, where he went around, and he went to villages across the land, and he told various children that they were, in fact, the chosen one. Because, like, you know, odds are one of them might be. He said specifically to them, Well, I, I must tell you, you, in fact are the chosen one of prophecy. Only you can defeat the necromancer. But you must never tell anyone that you are the chosen one. It is a secret you must take to your grave. On your journey, when you arrive in the Forbidden Lands to take on the necromancer, you will be joined by companions. Even them you must not reveal to that you are the chosen one. Now the time of prophecy has come to pass, and we shall see who, who is truly chosen. Uh, none, none of them are, but like, you know, it's, it, one of them's got to get through, right? Like you throw enough, you know, stuff at the wall, want, something's got to stick. Welcome to the second season of The Meat Grinder. The Meat Grinder Season 2 stars Nick Izumi, Gen Proc, Kyle Johnson, Scott Logan, Krista, and Sean Kors. With your GM, Trey Dorn. You notice that the door open? Uh. door closes. <laughs> well, that was weird. Hey, uh, should we use a different door then? Or go forward? Is there a different door? There, so there are three doors in this room. Um, there's the door ahead of you that that guy just poked his head up, and there are technically two doors that you think lead to like a gatehouse. Uh. So, like, that would go, would don't lead further into the castle. Right. 
let me try this. I go up to the uh, door, clink, and uh, knocks on it. Uh, package delivery. Uh, we didn't. We didn't order a dead horse. Why is there a dead horse in my break room? Uh, you need to sign for the package, or at least to say it's not. I need you to, your signature, so that way we can send it back. This doesn't make sense as a situation. I'm sorry. <laughs> nothing here. I. I don't think there's been an active messenger service in this area of the Empire for like 80 years. Okay. We just send ravens. You don't look like a raven. Can I use the five minutes to, as a spy to disguise myself as a raven? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes, you can! This, but I, I look. This will be believable and work. But I need you to tell me how, in a room with a pile of dead goblins, some playing cards, a small table, and a dead horse, you're going to construct your raven disguise. Please tell me. I distill the horse down into glue. Nope. And you do not have time to do that. You do, you do not have time to do that. Okay. You got five minutes. Tell me what you do within five minutes to disguise yourself as a raven, because these two need to know exactly what's happening in front of them. <laughs> I will grab some of the Death Knight's bows and attach, take two of the playing cards and stick them into the thing to try to form a beak from the <laughs> It's like, knock, and just hold this skull up to the thing. Oh, I'm a raven! <laughs> that I'm going to be okay with this. All right. We need you to sign for the message. He cracks the door. You're the weirdest raven I've ever seen. Why is there a dead horse? And I hit him with the skull. <laughs> Roll initiative. I was not ready for this. You could have just done that. <laughs> I need you to roll it. I need everybody to roll initiative. And this is the roll on swiftness? Yes, yeah, swiftness, swiftness plus a d10. Okay. Um, that's 10. 11. 8. <laughs> and now I've got to make a whole bunch of rolls. So I'm going to let you roll this attack first before we actually start the initiative order. So Scott, roll me your attack. Okay. Uh, that's um, 11. Alright, that'll hit. Roll me damage. Four. He soaks it. So you whack him with the so This is what happens. You open the door. You whack this like big like kind of like monstrously huge monster looking guy in the head with a skull you successfully hit him over the head it smashes the skull in your head over his head he just stands there looking very confused as he soaks all the damage from this attack oh 
tap him on the shoulder. Hey, maybe that wasn't the uh, best of ideas. Uh, Why did you do that? Guys, this guy just hit me with a skull. And I think the skull was Carl. <laughs> this, this raven hit me with Carl's skull. I think the raven killed Carl. You ever wonder why Carl's such a common name? <laughs> like, I've met, there are like six Carls in this castle. I think it's like you get a name in your head and like then you start accidentally calling everything that name. And so like the whole thing with the generation of Carls. You guys, you're missing the point. This, this, this raven hit me in the head with a skull and I'm, then hit him back. He's gonna, I'm gonna hit you back now. He swings his axe down on you, and I'm assuming a nine hits. Yes. <laughs> What's your soak? Uh, What's your fitness plus level? Three. Three. So you take two of that. Nick, <laughs> uh, what are you doing? This is a really weird exchange happening at the open door down there. I can't leave a friend in need. So I, I'm going to come rushing at the, uh, at them with my big, with my big, uh, beautifully decorated mace. All right, are you gonna swing it at the guy? I am. All right, roll me your attack. Your attack is 1d10 plus your effective combat skill plus level. Oh, So right. melee plus level. Six. Six, that'll hit. Roll me your damage. Darn it. Four. All right, um, he soaks it. You also just come swinging, like, like, swing and just, like, there's, like, the raven has a friend? so much for never turning my back on my friends. Scott, it's your turn, since now it's your turn in the actual initiative order. <laughs> okay. Uh, Quint pulls out his stone, a magical stone that he pulled from under a sword. <laughs> and he swigs the rock at the head of this. So a melee attack, only your attacks. That's a seven. That'll hit. Uh, six. All right, that will actually do some damage to this guy. <laughs> so he's going to take... Yeah, okay, and he's still up. Um, these guys in the room are just confused, but there's a bottleneck at the door, so they can't really get to you. The next one can. So, Kyle. Let's yeah, shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen. That'll hit. Five. He's down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh my god, they killed Benny. I killed Benny. <laughs> Great work. Alright, so the next one's gonna rush the door and they're gonna odds for Nick evens for Scott's. So they're going to attack Scott. Uh, does a nine hit. Yes. And what's your soak? Uh, three. Three? All right, so you're going to take four of that, Scott. So you're now as messed up as Kyle is. 
Um, and the other one is there's a bottleneck, so the other one's going to hang back. Um, then we're back to Nick. Uh, would, would I be able to uh, spell Chuck and hit both of them? Or would it? Yeah. Okay. If you're using an attack spell, yeah. They're fodder. Oh, they're only fodder. That makes me... Let's see that. Just remember, only fodder just got Scott at six damage. That's true. Yeah, fodder just don't do a lot of damage. Fodder's easy to kill, but they can kill a lot of you. Think about how... Th there's a total party kill on fodder. That's true. All right. Let's try... Let's try a uh, brilliant starlight attack. So 1d10 plus your range plus your level. That was so a 10. 12. Yeah. They explode into chunks. I guess you did a good job too. Okay. I pose cartoonishly in victory. <laughs> Done. Thanks. We should move forward. Then move forward. Alright, you're in this room. There's so you enter this room where you've just killed some big monster looking dudes. There is a door on the left, and there is a door so there's a door on the left that leads somewhere. Um, there's a door um, ahead of you on the far wall to the right on the far wall, and then there's a door on the right wall. So there's three doors out of this room. Any ideas on which way to go? Is there light coming in from any of the windows? Or is there any other There any are windows? no windows in this room. It's illuminated by a couple of torches. Um, I should say actually probably a couple of oil lamps um, because this is, you know, a, a regularly used room. Um, but there are no, you are an interior room without windows and without, uh, there's just these three doors. Only I had starlight to guide me. Oh well. Who else likes the left door? Okay. Let's go to the left. Beep, beep. Open the door? Yep. Hallway is empty. Yay! So you are in this hallway. There is a door to the right. There is a. Um, oh, this is one. There's a horrible dozer because not all of them are really obviously marked. So the map doesn't include every door because there are optional doors you can insert yourself as a GM, and I didn't bother pulling any out. So there's a door to the right here. There's a door down here at the end of the hall, and there is yeah. So there's a door here that's not on the map, and then there's also here a door. To the 
I say we choose the first door. Okay. The door to the right? Yeah. Alright. Works for me. Roll me a d10. Nine. You hear voices behind that door. I hear voices. Wait, you're in the back right now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah technically. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's but you, you still yeah. hear the voices. Yeah. Um, yeah, you hear voices behind this door. Did you still want to go in there? We should probably... Try the next door, maybe. All right. All right. You guys gonna go down the hallway? Yep. Go on. Go down to the next door. Okay. Roll me d10. Two. Can't tell. Does, it, does anyone else want to open the door? Sure. I can, <laughs> I can give it a try. Before I do, though, I'm going to, once again, try the, uh, I'm not, maybe not disguise myself, but at least knock on the door and go, Hey, it's Carl. I'm here. <laughs> Let me in. I want to point out, you are currently still convincingly disguised as a raven. No, <laughs> yep. Okay, yep. It's Carl the raven. I'm going to knock on the door. the door. There is no answer. Okay. I open the door. You open the door, and it is, there is, it's an empty hallway. Okay, let's uh, move down the hallway. All right, so as you enter this hallway, there is a door to the left, and then there is a door at the end of the hallway. Okay, let's uh, check the door to the left. All right, roll me a d10 before you knock. Five. Yeah, you can't tell. Oh, should we go? You want to do the left, or should we keep going straight? Let's check this door. I'm gonna open it. The door to the left. Yep. Yep. All right. Um. There is. You're the you're, you're the dwarf. Like the piece. You're the mini gear halfling, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was making sure I was using the right piece. All right. You open the door, and there's the, like, living embodiment of flame just, like, standing there. He goes, uh... So there's the full-blown fire elemental just there, just in the middle of the room, just staring at you. Sorry, I'm Carl, the messenger raven. Raven, I guess we've got the wrong door. And, uh, <laughs> I tried to back out and close the door. You do. <laughs> it helps that we heard them say that Carl is a very common name around here. Okay, let's keep going. Let's not go that way. <laughs> Alright, so you reach this door at the end and there is a spiral staircase leading upstairs. Let's go on up. Okay. All right. We're still using the minis. 
But the board is going away because there is no map for this. You have entered the throne room of the necromancer. Standing in a large chamber the size of the entire lower level that you had been in is a tall man wrapped in dark cloaks. He stands. He looks at you. And he just goes, So you are who Galfus would send for me. Is this a joke? I'm not a joke. I'm a starlight princess, I'll have you know. Yeah. And I pulled the stone and I pulled the stone from under the sword. It's no joke, necromancer. I I, I don't even know how to respond to this. This is... And this, one of you is a messenger raven? Oh, I should remove the dis- disguise. <laughs> oh, it is not a messenger raven Carl. It is not the messenger raven Carl that stands before you. <laughs> I am Clint. I cannot remember the last name I gave this character. <laughs> this is... Not actually, that's not more impressive. And I hold up the stone. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe is my sacred destiny weapon. Okay, so you're a halfling, right? Yes. So a halfling with a rock, an elf girl, and what are you again? You're half. Two halflings, one with a rock. And someone who, I guess, has gone down an alternative path. I'm a starlight princess. Sure, whatever, hon. Uh, don't really care. I'm... This is very confusing. (laughs) I feel like this is... I, I feel like... I feel like I, I was expecting more, I guess. Which one of you is the chosen one? I, I am. am. Wait, what? Wait, what now? I am. No, uh-huh. no, the, no. I'm sorry, but Galfus clearly chose me. Yeah. Also, I'm the only tall one, so. And I have the stone. And I haven't taken any damage, unlike you guys. Come on. I'm just like, you guys are... Maybe you need to, like, go and figure some stuff out before we do this. The only one who needs to figure things... Before I kill you and make your bones dance. The only one who needs to figure things out is you and what you want out of your tombstone, jerk. I'm a necromancer. This is... You're a jerk face. I... Seriously, how did you get here? 
There was a pretty clear path of corpses. Yeah, there was a pretty clearly delineated path of corpses. I killed all those corpses. So, like, you know, we could draw this out or something, and and whatever, or but I think I'm just going to kill you. I I think it. I think my day will be better if I just killed you. Eat rock. Roll initiative. two death knights also walk out <laughs> from like the wings let's have some minis just for fun all right yeah there are two death knights there as well uh just for reference um, uh but kyle you go first uh bow wand lightning fireworks uh spectral necromancer uh Grabs onto the necromancer and immobilize it. You're gonna immobilize the necromancer? Yeah. Alright. You successfully immobilized the necromancer <laughs> on this turn. <laughs> he can't do anything for this turn because he just got immobilized, so um, I'm not gonna let him fight that until the following round. attack. <laughs> okay, that is um, 11. That'll hit. No, wait, let me check. Will that? Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. And that's 7. Um, that just, uh, so you hit the rock and the rock just like hits him in the chest and falls to the ground and he just looks very confused while being still immobilized. <laughs> okay, I was pretty sure that was supposed to end it. <laughs> One of the Death Knights, because they saw the magic being done by Kyle's characters, just going straight for Kyle. Yep. Um, and does a... Four. Yeah. And it'll hit. And it's for Soak. Kyle, you're down. But I was the chosen one. <laughs> Alright, because this is a final battle, Kyle, will you step away from the table? Scott. Scott's gonna get a health back, but running in on the next combat round, we'll we'll have someone roll initiative. And run up the stairs. So uh, I need you to uh, to roll initiative for me, Krista, so I can put you in the order for next round. 
Kyle is dead, um, the Necromancer won't be frozen anymore on his next turn. I mean, he's unfrozen now, but he can't do anything yet. Um, so, Nick, you're up. Alright, um, I'm going to use a attack spell again. Starlight Finale. On which character? Um, can I... How far apart are the Death Knights? The Death Knights are, um, pretty far apart right now. Okay, I'm gonna... What? What's your goal with that? Um... The Death Knights are fodder in this room. Right. So, okay, I, I am establishing that, because they've sometimes been fodder, sometimes not been fodder. So in this fight, they are fodder. So, what about... Is this one close to the Necromancer, at all, or close enough that I could hit both? Well, you can't hit the Necromancer on this because the Necromancer's not fodder. Okay. So you can hit both of the Death Knights, or you can hit the Necromancer, but you cannot hit um, all three. I'm going to do both the Death Knights, then. Okay. Plus your range, plus your level. Nine. You kill the two Death Knights. Death Knights are gone, so the guy who probably would have attacked you on your next turn is dead. Alright, so we begin this combat round. Um, Kyle's gone. So, Krista's character comes running up the stairs. Who is running up the stairs? Uh, a, a female elf, long, blonde hair tied you know, put up in a braid, blowing behind her, dressed in black leather, like armor like clothing. Okay. Her name is Elora. Alright. Her last name's Bannon. I'm gonna... <laughs> <Bailin>. Okay. <laughs> Alright. So, and you are up. You see the necromancer standing in the room. There are a couple of... There's a halfling and another elf woman here. Summon a fodder creature, <laughs> and a new death knight arises from the ashes, and that means the death knight gets to go on this initiative order. And uh, the 
Death Knight is going to attack, well, we'll do a 1, 2, 3 here. So, 1, so he's going to come after Scott's character. And he's going to, uh, does a 7 hit. Uh, yeah. Alright. And, uh, what's your soak? Uh, 3. 3. So. 6, Scott, you drop. Yep. And remember, these still stone from under the sword is still in the room. <laughs> All right. No, my other friend. Alright, I need another person to come in and roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, so I need your initiative roll again for next round. us to Nick. Alright. Um, I'm going to cast a spell at the Necromancer. Okay. What What are you doing? Are you doing an attack spell? Attack spell. Okay. Um, what's so... Okay. What, what spell are you casting? Uh, Describe your attack spell. The, uh, um, the, the Starlight Explosion. <laughs> It's an explosion of starlight that I summoned from the end of my ornate base. Okay. And that's a, a range attack? Yes. Okay, so um, just don't roll because he's not fodder, so uh, range plus level. Okay, so two. So two. So it's, you only get to roll a d10 on a magic attack when you're targeting solely fodder creatures. When you're targeting regular creatures... Um, you don't get to add the d10. Uh, so he takes two damage. That is not a lot. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so we're it back It seemed to... like a better idea at the time than it ended up. So <laughs> we are back to Krista. Because they're fodder, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the big boss. Death Knight, who is fodder, and then there is the Necromancer, you know, who is not fodder. So. Yes, yeah, go ahead, the shoot him. Yeah. Three. 
uh, three of that. That's your first damage, isn't it? It is. All right. All right. Um, so at this point, Nick, it's your turn. Jerk! I'm gonna swing my. I'm gonna swing my ornate mace. Okay. At this death knight. So roll me your attack. So melee plus level plus swing to ten for two words. Eleven. That hits. So roll damage. Four. The death knight's so is four. So yeah. <laughs> so you just take this. All right now. Running up the stairs into the throne room. Yep. Um, you see a um, dwarven guy come in. He's got a solid matching set of v-neck, tunic, and trousers. Hey, y'all. Um, my name's Charles. You can call me Chuck. Why, hello. Yeah, nice to meet you. Lovely for you to help me in well, my class. And you can do something again. Oh, sweet. Um, there's a death knight and there's the necromancer. I would love to um, sweep with the necromancer. Okay. This figure in swirling robes, but okay. he's human sized, yeah. Um, I would like to run up to him and try to judo throw him. <laughs> and he's blinded right now, so he can't see this coming. Yeah, with my bare hands attack. <laughs> Alright, we all vote that that works? Yes. Yes, I vote that that works. So what's your bare hands plus level? Six. That does some heavy damage to the necromancer. Alright, uh, we're back to you, Krista. He's way harder to kill than anyone else in this game. Um, Alright, that brings us to the Necromancer. Who has been thrown. And ice. And, but he has regained his sight now. <laughs> he is no longer blinded. Stands up. Alright. Um, oh, I forgot the right to for tracking damage again. He begins to form in the air, a room, a complex shape of fire. 
That's what he's doing. Uh, his Death Knight's gonna take a swing at Nick, though. And does a, um, a seven hit. Yes. And uh, what's your soak? Um, my soak is three. Okay. You are barely alive. You take six damage, so you're <laughs> nine. All right. Uh, I can't let my friends down like this. You're up, Nick. I mean, I know. It's, I've, I've come to terms with that, so I want to do as much as I can. I'm going to cast one more Starlight Finale at the uh, at the Necromancer because it's my last. It, I it's my last attack spell, one way or the other. Okay. So what are you gonna do? That's just a, your magical attack. Yes, but there's a lot of beautiful sparkles and pink light. I 100. percent <laughs> um, so, uh, what's your what's the damage you do there? The, what's your um, range plus level? That'd be two. Two. All right. You're chipping away at him. Um, again, you're up. All right, so what are the rules on the, the healing thing? We haven't used healing in so <laughs> Medical attention, sweet move point. Yeah, and you can do that uh, during combat. Yeah. I just don't know what it does. The targeted, when it is applied, the targeted character can recover 1d10 plus the medic's level and damage. Okay, so roll 1d10 for me, Nick, and then add one to it. Seven. Seven, alright. So seven, you recall you recall, so you're at two damage right now. Alright, so that brings us to Krista. Thank you for believing in me. Oh yeah, that's what I'm here for. So there's still the death knight thing. Yep. Yeah, he's still here. the entire floor as the top layer of the floor of the throne room 
explodes into glass shards shooting up into everyone. Uh, and everybody takes seven damage. Including the Death Knight. <laughs> Which puts you back at nine. Back so at nine, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but the Death Knight's dead, because fodder characters aren't exempt from that. Um, <laughs> so that brings us back to uh, Nick. I have no choice but to use my Starlight Mace on the Necromancer. <laughs> So roll me your melee attack. Rats. <laughs> What'd you roll? I rolled a three. Plus, so what's that plus your level plus your melee? Uh, that's a five. That'll hit. Oh, okay. That's better. The Necromancer is a terrible dodge. He's got a high soak, but a terrible dodge. Six? That, he soaks that. Rats. He soaks a six. Um, but that brings us to Gen. Because that, because melee, that would just be the die plus my melee, right? Yeah, from damage, right? I want to sweet move bare hands. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do it. I'm going to um, run up to him and go so fast that I kick him while walking up, while running up him while he's standing. <sighs> Alright. So that's uh that's just three. We don't roll. Don't have to so roll. What's your level plus your bare hands? Three. Or six. Or no. Four. I can math. Wasn't it six before or five? So it's I'm level one. Yeah, you're level one. And I only have three points. That. So it's four. Oh, four. Okay. Well, unless you have any modifiers. Well, no, it's the three, so it's giving it the modifiers. Yeah. Full three. That, that one on the modifier. So, I have to tell you something. The Necromancer was at 16 damage. And I'm not sure I did the math right at every level, but if you do four damage, that kills the Necromancer. <laughs> now, I don't know if we did the math right every round. But I'm going with it. Even though we are, it, it ends this thing a little bit earlier than we're supposed to. It might literally cut an episode from the season. Because that exactly would kill the Necromancer. <laughs> I kicked him to death. So, I need to tell you what happens next. <laughs> so you're, you're a female elf. Yes. You're a female elf, and you're both wizards. Starlight yes. princess. Roll me a d10 each princess. of you. Oh god, I know what's happening. Nine. Eight. Okay. And you're a... I'm, I'm a dwarf. Alright, so here's what happens when the necromancer dies. A bolt of energy shoots through the air. Just exploding through the roof of the castle. The sun... It changes from this bright, unbearable light to almost darkness for a while. As this release happens, 
you see forming in the side of the room a gateway ward reforms that looks like it's been long covered and appearing in it is Galfus the wizard dressed in his robes of the night sky his long gray beard his long hair and his eyes are surging with power he smiles and looks at you yes my chosen ones you have restored me to power and destroyed the oppression that controlled our kingdom for so long. Oh, oh, this is great and wondrous. Yes, you see, the kingdom of Alamar, you have saved it from the unbearable lightness of the necromancer. And now I shall take his place as ruler of the kingdom of Alamar. And you through you, oh, you shall be my right hands. Oh, you. Dwarf? Anatomically, like, you know, anatomically speaking, there's yeah. a little bit too many right hands there. Okay, yes, great. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, gee, I'm clarifying dwarf, right? Okay. Dwarf, you are mighty, and I shall make you mightier. Energy begins to form around you. You find yourself rising off the floor. Holy crap. Well, sort of. Your perspective is getting higher in the room, but your feet are still on the ground. Holy crap. Golden armor begins to form around you. (laughs) And you shall be my ambassador across the realms. And he looks at another one of you. And uh, which one of you rolled higher? Okay. He looks at you. You also begin to grow. Silver armor begins to form around you. You shall be my other ambassador. And you shall go forth into the kingdoms. And save the world from the oppression of the light. We will bring them the salvation of darkness. And you... Sorceress, you shall be my apprentice, my right hand, and I shall give you a new title, the title of Marosharp, as you shall help bring a new era to all kingdoms, as we shall bring salvation through darkness to all the kingdoms of this realm and all the realms beyond it. Yes! The world will rejoice! Also, I'm going to give you some really cool castles. It's going to be great. That's the end. (laughs) (laughs) And sometime in the far future, Gabo laughs. Hey, do you like actual play shows like the one you just listened to? Like in a similar setting with a similar set of rules and a similar set of players? You should listen to uh, Stormwood and Associates. Stormwood and Associates is a weekly actual play show uh, featuring myself, Trey Dorn, along with Nick, Gen, and Kyle, who you just heard on this show. 
and uh, it updates every week with a consistent set of characters who don't, you know, die every 10 minutes. Just go to nerdandtie.com stormwood and check it out. Wait, which who delivered the killing blow to the ambassador? You killed yourself! Oh, wait, <laughs> did I kill... No. Did, no. Who? who killed the ambassador in the previous one? That one. Yeah, so you killed her. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you hired Gabo. I mean, it was a good idea at the time. At the time. Yeah. At the time. Oh my god. Okay. That was my Eddie. bad Sailor so Moon we're still XP recording. Though. We're still recording and I can toss this on after the credits. What are your reactions to the Meat Grinder Season 2? <laughs> I told you it would tie into Stormwood. So, so I'm going to be honest. Um, it's a prequel. It's always a prequel. After my first death, I started thinking about it because I was like, okay, no humans. And we aren't allowed to reference even ge- uh, geographically like um, Americia, so I was like, okay, so this is the other universe. That's yeah. what this was. This is you're you're beginning the sweep of the world that uh, causes the, the everyone fleeing to our universe. Yeah, I was about to say. So this is where it started. Okay, yeah, this is this is the dawn of the entire continuity. We we accidentally open up like that, that. That was my thought. I was like, whatever happens, it's going to open up the. The, the dimensional hopping that we yep. were. <laughs> yep. No one ever got to fight. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about no humans there. I guess it worked. Oh, man. No, this was. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I came up with this and it's like, you know, the narrative, and I was just like, oh, this is going to be the rise of the Dark Lord. And it's like. <laughs> We've been setting up this antagonist for Campaign 2, and uh, Campaign 2 will have started by the time this episode airs. So the... uh, We have not recorded any of it yet. No, we when haven't we're recorded recording any this, yet, this. So this is... But yeah, this is this episode will probably come out after long after we've already started it, so the, the knowledge of some of this stuff is going to be more apparent to listeners of Stormwood. But yeah, no, so it's... Uh, yeah, that was... Uh... Here's the thing. So with Morrow Sharp, it was going to be if... If a female, if if a if a woman sorcerer makes it to the end, and hopefully an elf, she will become Morrow Sharp. So I was really happy when Nick, when Nick came in. I was like, oh, I can make this. And then, but then Krista came in, and so I was like, I have two woman elf sorcerers. I need to turn one into Morrow Sharp. I mean, now that that tracks. I honestly, I wasn't expecting this character to last. This was a Sailor Moon joke. This was I, I, one big. Look, I mean, joke character. Sailor Moon joke is a freaking. I mean, most of the characters I mean, I know, play in these. I just want to, so is, I, I know is I... The, is the only living ambassador now, so you know you're going to have to face yourself someday. <laughs> and I also, I know I probably pronounced that wrong, but uh, Le Pet is bunny in um, Elvish. Okay. Like, I, I really wanted to... <laughs> I really wanted to lean into that joke. It was a stupid the, joke. No, I thought yeah, it would take longer. Well, you know what the thing is, is that last year we had like so this year I had to like I set milestones, but sometimes y'all skipped stuff that yeah. I had planned. So the thing well, is, last season it was easier to control because it was a very linear like road. Like no matter what, I could force you into certain things because even though this was also a linear road because I was using the maps that you guys could see, like 
it's I couldn't like you know like if there's stuff gonna happen if you try to go down this road, but then you never try to go down that road. It's like I can't ambush you with it. <laughs> well, it it's uh it it takes me back to last year's meat grinder after we watched the movie Alita Battle Angel, <laughs> and and there's a scene where the, where one of the the bad guy played by Jackie Earl Haley jumps down a hole and is like, "Follow me if you will, Alita." And then we all like agreed, yeah, the Stormwood characters would never follow him; they just leave. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He shut a door on. Yeah, I like Yeah, no. <laughs> and you were wearing the disguise, so it worked. <laughs> so good. Oh, my oh no, it's uh, that was that was good. And thank you very much, Sean, for joining us this season. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Sean, you can hear on Famicom Dojo at Famicom Famicom and uh, also on the Nerd Tie Network. Um, and eventually they'll put up more... Po- you know, by the time this airs, there'll be at least three more episodes. Yes. <laughs> okay, no pressure! <laughs> this, is, this, well, this is getting tackled in the final episode. It's going to be like maybe July or August of 2022 that this episode comes out. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Three more episodes. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah you got plenty of time. When's the first one coming out? Probably February. So yeah, it's uh, it's very exciting. So thank you guys for all playing the Meat Grinder Season 2. Thank you anybody for listening to this still uh, past the end credits, because this would have seemed like a really short episode if you hadn't listened past the end credits. Thanks, so, everybody. So thank you guys for, for joining us for yet another season of the Meat Grinder. i got to come up with what we're going to do for Season 3, uh, assuming that we uh, decide to do this again. Um, I want to thank the cast, you know, again, Proc, Krista Colangelo, Nick Zumi, uh, Kyle Johnson, Scott Logan, and Sean Course for joining me. I'm Trey Dorn, uh, your very tired GM, and understand that we recorded this entire season in one marathon session. And while these guys all got to get up from these uh, table, all these like chairs at the table and sit on like comfy stuff between their deaths, I've been sitting on this hard wooden chair this whole time in a farmhouse uh, outside Stevens Point. So every time I die, I just go in the corner and read Tolkien. That's really what's happening right now. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, I'm going to go eat cake now. So uh, yeah, let us eat cake. See you guys next season.